Welcome to the WWIA podcast. Whether you're a regular subscriber to the podcast or if this is your first time giving us a listen, we're honored to have you join us today. The mission of WWIA is to serve our nation's combat wounded Purple Heart recipients by providing world-class outdoor sporting activities as a means to recognize and honor their sacrifice, encourage independence and connection with communities, and promote healing and wellness through camaraderie and a shared passion for the outdoors. One of the questions that we get on occasion pertaining to our mission is how exactly does that work? What does that mean exactly? It's a great question, and on today's episode, WWIA founder and CEO John McDaniel answers that question for us, giving clarity and detail behind how our mission and events unfold. Let's join John now as we get an inside look on this How It Works episode of the WWIA podcast. Yeah, so here I am in the AIR stream. You can hear the music in the background. I'm at McDill Air Force Base in Florida and Tampa in the AIR stream recording the podcast. And happy to be doing it, too. So uh, what I thought I'd do today is talk a little bit about how it works. You know, the foundation. Turn that down. That brought to you by The Who. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I thought I'd talk today about you know, how the foundation, you know, how it works, how the events work. It seems to be something that comes up, you know, not infrequently. And especially, you know, as the organization grows and people want to know more and more about what's really happening out there and, um, you know, why it works and what's really going on. I've had people come up to me and say, you know, I uh, I don't even know what you're doing. And they go, well... You know that doesn't happen so much anymore, but you know it used to it used to happen quite quite a lot. Like, okay, I got, I got it. You got this this thing going on with these veterans, but what are you really doing? And so today, I thought I would uh, spend a little bit of time of your valuable time and describe what what's happening out there, what's really happening. So I just call this, you know, how it works. And so you know, at the end of the day. Um, let me kind of describe, you know, a standard WWIA mission, if you will, you know, how it's devised, how it's planned and how it's executed and then the follow up. And I guess I've always described that as sort of, you know, in, in baseball terms as the wind up, the pitch and of course the follow through. So um, that's what I that's what I, I plan to do today is is chat about, uh, you know, these these activities that we're doing. And maybe there'll be somebody out there that says to to him or herself, you know. I could do that or, you know, I'm interested in doing that. And so, um, you know, to kick it off, I, I thought I would, um, you know, I would mention a, a testimonial that, that uh, I discovered uh, uh, last week, late last week. I was piling through, I was in the office there in Apollo Beach and I was piling through some old financials trying to sort through, you know, what, what should we save and what should we throw away, you know, um, or purge a little bit. And uh, I found a a testimonial from a Vietnam veteran, and I and, and I'd have to go back and look at the date, but it, it's at least ten years old, and it's it's so it's so amazing to me sometimes how um, you know I will get a hold of something and go ah, you know this person has grabbed onto something that we're doing 
that is important uh, or highlights an aspect of our mission set that I would not have thought of. And in this case, this great Vietnam veteran said, and I'll paraphrase here, said essentially in a handwritten note to me that was shoved in a, you know, in, in one of the, you know, files. I don't know how I got in the financial files, but um, it was there. <clears throat> and I pulled it out and, and took a picture of it and I sent it off to, uh, to, to one of the staff members and said, make sure this gets digitized. And, and if, you're, if you're interested on our website, uh, you can go to www.if.org and, and pull down the testimonials. They're right there on the website. Um, easy to find, but I think there's over a thousand of them. You know, I've been at this for 17 years, and this one will be in there somewhere now, too. But, um, you know, he basically said, listen, you know, when I got back from Vietnam, you know, we, we meaning the veterans, turned to each other. You know, they had very low expectations of, you know, what the society was going to do for them at that point, because most of the society, um, you know, had turned their back on these great Americans who were off fighting, you know, a war, um, you know, in Asia and uh, in Vietnam. And, um, you know, when they came home, the the welcome was not, uh, say, great. Okay, there wasn't a lot, there was no ticker tape parade, et cetera, et cetera. But he said, he said, um, you know, what you're doing is, is, is awesome in the sense of, you know, you're involving, this is the key, you're involving non-veterans in this you know, in this mission set. And I was, you know, I, I paused for a moment and I was like, you know, wow, that's, uh, he's absolutely right. You know, and I think last count, there was something like 5,000 volunteers that we, you know, whose support that we rely upon in, you know, 50 different missions in 35 different states now. So, you know, the foundation's grown considerably over the years. And uh, I would venture to say, and, and I was talking with another staff member today about that idea. I, I, we don't have a, you know precise figures by by any means. Um, it's a pretty dynamic space, but I would venture to say that you know ninety five percent of the people that are involved in this mission are non veterans. So if you're out there wondering, oh, you know, I can't get involved or I shouldn't get involved because I never served our country. Um, bull hockey. Okay, that's not that. That's not true. You should get involved if you have it in your heart to help our nation's combat wounded Purple Heart recipients. Then we have a place for you, especially if you're somebody who's you know interested in 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 the great outdoors. You know, connecting our heroes with each other. Um, you know, connecting them with the great outdoors and communities. You know, who care. You know, um, and and that's really, you know, that's what we do. So anyway, I aside, I digress a little bit there. But, um, you know, I just wanted that, you know, I wanted to go on record as saying that, you know, uh, for those of you that are out there listening to this thinking, and oh, geez, I, I would like to get involved or I'm a little apprehensive about getting involved, you know, don't be apprehensive. And oh, by the way, I, yes, I am here in, 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 at uh, McDill Air Force Base inside of the, the Airstream. So if there's, uh, you know, some noise that comes by, which I'm listening to right now, um, and you probably heard that, um, I wouldn't be surprised if a fighter jet flew over. And so we're just going to let that roll because it's, it's, it's the sound of freedom and it's awesome. I saw some A-10s on the flight strip and, and some fighter jets, fighter and attack jets. And, of course, McDill Air Force Base is the home of Central Command and SOCOM. Uh, Special Operations Command, two of the most powerful uh, commands, I think, in 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 our uh, nation's uh, mighty military. 
And um, there's also uh, a whole uh, squadron of KC-135s, which are uh, the refuelers. So lo- lots of activity here. So just bear with us if we get some uh, some outside ambient distractions as, as they may occur. But anyway, go back to this thing. Okay, the wind up, the you know, the pitch and the follow through. How does it work? Okay, so first off, I want everybody to understand that, that we don't pay anybody. Okay, to do this this mission, we don't go out and we don't even ask anybody. Okay, (laughs) we don't even ask for your help. All right, Uh, so uh, we we would a hundred percent of the people that have reached out to us in these fifty missions across the country that are now fully matured, some of which are you know going on fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen years. Every single one of these people that are hosting an event, and we'll talk about that in a second. What that what that word event means. Um, you know, are people that found us or found me um, and said, you know, I want to help you. I believe in what you're doing and I want to I want to get involved. So that's, uh, you know, it's a very important uh, distinction uh, to, you know, to highlight that we're, we're not calling people up and saying, hey, we got these great heroes that are combat wounded, all of whom have you know earned a Purple Heart. Would you help us? We don't do that. So it's all been organic, slow growth. Uh, people finding out about us primarily, I think, through uh, you know word of mouth, the heroes that we've served, um, and and communities as they you know grow and expand. So. Anyway, so we now have a place on our website. Uh, it's called Host an Event, and you can go on there and click click on it and fill out an application for for helping us. Should tell us what your idea is. You want to do this, you know, world class outdoor sporting event, you know, hunting or fishing of some sort, and um, that's your idea. And and then uh, of course my my staff gets involved once we you know look at it and and do a little vetting process, and then we shape the idea. Get, go ahead and engage the host because you leave us your contact information. And then that's where the dialogue starts, you know, and then the planning starts. But at the end of the day, you know, these things are basically long weekends. You know, the heroes, um, you know, and I'll talk about that in a second, selecting heroes. But, you know, the heroes are flying from all over the country, Okay, we don't just go, oh, we have an event in Florida, let's take Florida, guys. That's that's an easy, cheap way to doing it, you know, but we're not into easy and we're not into cheap. And oh, by the way, if you live in Florida, you know, hunting, uh, you know, or fishing for, say, you know, snook in the bay um, isn't a big deal. Why? Because you live there and you do it all the time. Same thing with the Wisconsin. Yeah, you guys want to go deer hunting? Dude's like, yeah, well, I live here. I deer hunt like, you know half the year uh you know all season long so you know but however you know if you live in tupelo mississippi as an example and you've never been to wisconsin and you'd love to go to wisconsin and you've always you know fantasized about hunting a big white tail buck or, or catching a muskie now that's a deal okay and that's what we do Okay, so anyway, we get we engage the host, we kind of shape the idea a little bit, and then we plan it with detailed planning, and then ultimately we kick out an operations order. I'll get I'll get to that in a minute. An op order, you know, because it's 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 like our little contract. You know, this is how we do business, and it's very detailed, um, and and as you'd expect. And in that process, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty that gets removed or erased, uh, or certainly diminished. And, you know, we like to make sure that the heroes are comfortable. And I don't like surprises, really, unless, you know, you, you, you want to, you know, bake a cake for me or something like that. <laughs> you know, I mean, those kind of surprises are great. But typically, we don't like surprises. I don't think anybody does, especially when it's like, okay, this, this was not in the plan. You know, I mean, uh, these guys have had enough uncertainty in their life, okay? So, 
we try very hard to to tell them you know hey what's about you know what's going to happen uh you know lay it out and that's what the operations order is it's you know it's five paragraphs we'll chat about that in a second uh it's been the topic of a, a discussed on other um podcasts i think that we've had but I'll, I'll go i'll get into that a little bit but anyway so the other thing we tell the host when we're chatting with them you know as a condition is we say listen and, and i just put it on the table man i mean you can't help it this is expensive business you know each one of these missions you know when you get all said and done you know uh, you know it's probably 15 to twenty thousand dollars okay to do a mission you know in kind and, and cash you know you can't can't buy you know a, a plane ticket as an example with you know in-kind donation unless it's you know from you know a sponsor like you know our our, our great folks at, at you know hero miles you know um they donate um a lot of flights to us and that's a huge uh, wonderful gift but you know there are some things that we do that keep our that help keep our costs down uh lots of tons of in-kind contributions um we're not paying the host to do their job um which is a volunteer mission um so uh you know a lot of the the expense if you will is absorbed in an in-kind contribution that's how we're able to do that so um you know but anyway we we do tell the host you know to help cover our base you know our administrative uh base and other you know unforeseen um you know expenditures uh, everything from you know licenses to chow to baggage reimbursement you know uh, the, the flights for the guides etc cetera, etc cetera. um you know there's lots of costs associated with doing this business getting four or five guys or gals uh, you know whatever the case might be from four or five different locations across the country to a new location um you know a central location uh to assemble and conduct this mission you know that's expensive business um to do that and to do that properly so we we do tell our hosts up front hey listen we want you to to engage your community um, and do a fundraising activity. Um, you know, you know, if you got deep pockets and you don't mind, you know, pulling five or six thousand bucks out of your out of your pocket, you know, if to start with, um, you know, hey, bushak Allah. That's that's fantastic. You don't really care, you know, how you do it, but I'm asking you to do it because it's important. You know, we can't do this. We can't grow without it. You know, we can't be in. You know, we can't. The, the operations have got to be in the black. Okay, and that's just the bottom line. There's a business component to it um, that makes this. You know, that makes this wheel spin. And we we very politely and graciously say, you know, please do a fundraiser for us with a target of you know five or six thousand bucks. And some of these uh, missions that are now, you know, very mature, you know, they, they have all kinds of amazing fundraising activities and they surpass that, 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 that amount, which is great. You know, we're, we're a charity, you know, we rely upon philanthropy. We, you know, money is the, is the fuel that keeps, you know, the hamsters on the wheels and, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the heroes, um, you know, on, on the mission. So anyway, uh, with those, for all those that are out there doing doing this and listen to this i'm preaching to the choir but thank you you know and it's super important so that's kind of the devised part so it, you know the missions are devised that way shaped and then you know there's some some dialogue between us and the host and then we go okay this is it we got it and then you know of course 
we have to select the heroes. And that's an interesting thing. Karina um, Hart does that for us. She's a full-time um, inside staff member. And, and I used to, I used to do that job, you know, you know, many years ago, um, you know, and I called it dialing for dollars, you know, and you say, what, what about this database? Well, this is our database, you know, I mean, it took us 17 years to uh, compile a, a database full of Purple Heart uh, heroes, but every one of them found the website and elected um, you know, to fill out uh, some some basic fundamental data, tell us who they are, and and we vet them. We make sure that their purple hearts are in fact uh, legitimate, and they, we ask for a you know a recognition photo so that when you when you rock up at the airport, um, you know we can we can identify you. Um, and so anyway, um, you know some basic data, and we also ask them. Um, you know, of course we we get there, we make them validate uh, or we validate their purple heart. They got to send us the documentation that, that proves that they are who they are and they have those credentials. So it's all, you know, up and up. And uh, nobody has any problems with that. Um, and so, you know, we're all good. But but at the end of the day, uh, you know, in that application, when they first fill out an application, they're telling us, we ask them, there's a segment in there. to. So we say, hey, you know, tell us about your, you know, your preferences. What would you like to do? You know, this is like, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dream sheet. It's a wish list. And on there is everything from, you know, dangerous game animals, which P.S. happens to be the, I think, the most popular um, category that's that's requested by the heroes. They have the dangerous game animals. <laughs> you know, they've all been in combat, shot and blown up, and sometimes several times, and they still want to go out and hunt game, dangerous game animals. You, you just gotta love that. And and so, but everything from that to you know, fly fishing, you know, is an example. So um, they tell us what they want to do, and we do our best to match their preferences with the opportunities that we have. And that's what we do. Just all aligning, if you will, desires with opportunities. And so that's where Karina comes in. She's dialing for dollars, you know, and, and uh, she's inter interacting with the heroes all the time. It's a full-time job. Um, so, and she's doing a great job at that. And, and I want to, you know, give her a shout out for, for all of her hard work. And, you know, I hear a lot from the heroes themselves, uh, you know, uh, and, and many others, what a great job she's doing. So that's good. All right. And so the operations order, you know, that's next, uh, you know, once we've got the plan, uh, you know, an operations order's got five paragraphs, typically six now if you want to count safety. And I think we even added a seventh with, you know, the pandemic and the corona, the rona. Um, but anyway, the basic components of that are, you know, the situation. We talk about the weather. We talk about the terrain. You know, we, we talk about, uh, you know, the environment that they're going to, you know, see when they get there. And then the mission, you know, all good missions have this, in the, at least in military military lingo has have basic components the mission statement is um, near and dear to my heart and i think all businesses should have a good mission statement and i think uh we certainly uh i think we certainly do um and and thou shalt not stray from that and if you do you, you can change your mission you got to change a few other things too right but we haven't changed our mission uh of providing world-class outdoor sporting activities to our nation's combat wounded Purple Heart recipients um, in uh, in 17 years, you know, and that's just a, a segment of, of of the mission statement. But it contains the essential components of the who, what, where, when, and why, and the purpose. Why are we doing it? Okay, so um, that's all in there. They're used to that language. They like it, um, and that shows up. 
And then the third paragraph is execution. How are we going to do this? You know, and we usually have a daily schedule, you know, day one through, you know, four or five, whatever it is. And we outline that by hour. Um, you know, we leave plenty of time in there, flex time and this kind of thing, uh, so that we can, you know, react to uh, the circumstances and, and, and the situation as it's changing uh, often uh, based on lots of things like weather and, and uh, events that could not, you know, be foreseen. So anyway, there's no, always enough wiggle room in there and, and for creativity and, and some downtime and this kind of thing. Uh, but then, you know, paragraph four is, you know, is our service and support. And it talks about lodging it talks about meals it talks about what to bring in your packing list and all this kind of thing and then paragraph five you know is your signal the communications right okay so who are you going to call <laughs> uh, what are the numbers uh, you know and um, you know all of this linking up instructions uh, with your guide um, and there's tasks in there too you know tasks to the guides tasks to the host um, that's all in paragraph three so you know these things are like five six seven eight pages long and it's sent out to the heroes and the host and select community community members a couple weeks prior to execution so there's our operations or i'm giving you the formula to coke okay that's how we do it and um you know it seems to be working it has worked very very well and you know super proud of everybody who's part of this process but as i said earlier in the podcast i think the key to this thing is to reduce anxieties for the heroes and uncertainty or the uncertainties that create anxiety, right? Most of them hate to fly. You know, they hate the whole, you know, experience of flying, which, you know, uh, I can understand. I, I don't like, I don't like flying. You know, it's a, dealing with the airports nine times out of 10, you know, um, you know, is not really a pleasant experience. Um, and, and so I understand that. So we, we do what we can to, you know, reduce the the you know the uncertainty our guides and i'll talk about that the guides in a second here but you know the guides uh that we that we have are um you know there when they assemble at the airport when they fly in we have a guide there okay or maybe sometimes the host is there um and uh, we're there to receive them and that's their reception you know hey welcome to wisconsin yeah <laughs> welcome to florida <laughs> wherever you might be you know we're there when you get there we assemble and then we provide ground transportation to the host site okay which you know sometimes that might be a you know 30 minute drive and sometimes it might be up to two or three hours depending on you know where 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 we are in the world you know some of these sites are quite remote so that's really kind of cool because when you're driving with a car or truckload of dudes and dudettes um, you know, you can't help but get to know each other. And so there's a lot of ice breaking and, you know, forming, storming and norming that's going on that helps reduce some of that tension. Um, but by the time they usually get to the to the site, you know, we've broke the ice, you know, and the guys are telling all kinds of stories. And, you know, I've even had guys take their legs off, you know, in my tr truck and go... Hey, sir, you mind, uh, my, you know, I take this off? I'm like, absolutely, man. You know, I can understand you've been flying. It's a little uncomfortable. Take it off, you know? And so, um, you know, it, you just got to be prepared for anything. But they, if they feel comfortable enough to do something like that, you know, you're probably doing pretty good. But, you know, the guides, I'm going to talk about that. It could probably be a podcast in itself. But, you know, we have 21 guides, uh, WWI certified guides 
trained and certified guides on our staff. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, you know, we, we have a guide school. It's anywhere from seven to ten days. We do it every other year. And these guides are hand-selected by the current set of guides. You know, if you if there's an outstanding hero that has expressed interest in our work and, and has the what we think are the right qualities to do this type of work, then, you know, he's essentially recruited, okay? And, 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 and there, there's lots of gates and wickets that they have to go through to get on the team to actually even just to get to our guide school, which I think is the finest guide school on the planet, all right? It's, it's, uh, it's amazing. Well, I mean, really amazing. And it's taught, oh, by the way, by our, by our current cadre of guides and, of course, you know, other subject matter experts that we need to bring in, uh, like, you know, John Rogers and, you know, and the master, Maine's Master Guide Program, you know, as an example. Um, we do CPR. We do life-saving measures. We do, you know, everything from how to handle a, a guy that's not doing good. You know, maybe he's just not all there and needs some support or some help. You know, um, we, you know we do that. But, but these are guides that are trained in all of our discipline. You know, uh, they're, they're trained in big game hunting. They're tra- trained in dangerous game hunting. They're trained in upland bird fishing fresh and salt water. Okay, it's an amazing guide school. You know, it really genuinely is. And, and they graduate. They take a test, you know, several tests, actually. Um, and when you come out of that guide school, you know, you're ready to rock. But before you go on a mission, even before you get to guide school, you're out there rubbing elbows with a current guide, right seat, right riding and learning the ropes and and you know and so there's this process involved before you even get to guide school all right so the rest assure uh assured that um the guides that are running these activities are are the best of the best you know they're amazing people they're high iq high eq they're in it to win it they're not getting paid um they're they're shepherding these operations and they're the critical link between the host uh, the the foundation and the heroes themselves, you know, our customer, our client. So very, very important thing. These are peers leading peers where once upon a time it was yours truly out there doing it. And, um, you know, that, that, that model was good to get it off the ground. But, uh, you know, to sustain it and, and to see it into the future, we need to, to pivot a little bit. And, you know, the only way I thought that that could be done effectively was by putting the, you know, creating, professionalizing a cadre of guides that are, you know, doing this mission. Okay. And that's where we are today. And so it's all good. Um, you could expect as a host to be, you know, communicated, um, you know, uh, to have several people in our organization, you know, communicate with you, um, uh, you know, the Karina for sure, when you're planning it, uh, sometimes me, um, on, on circumstances where, you know, it was requested or I thought it was important, uh, to do so I'll reach out. Um, and then the guide, you know, before the event, uh, is probably going to, uh, reach out to you and he's certainly going to reach out to all the heroes you know hey you know steve this is uh, john how are you john from wounded warriors and action foundation how are you good hey listen we got a mission coming up in a week just wanted to touch base with you make sure you're comfortable and, and didn't have any questions and you know yada 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 humma 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 that's how that works you know and then you know get it established by text which is what most people use to communicate today um and and it's all good so anyway i wanted to mention that now, um, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, let's just talk just for, you know, a second about the event and the community, because I go back to the, you know, to the quotation, to the, to the testimonial 
that I mentioned to kick off the podcast here. You know, this Vietnam veteran some 10 years ago, you know, writing me a personal note after an event and saying, you know, hey, listen, you know, what you're doing is super important for lots of reasons. But one of the reasons that he felt was super important uh, to highlight was this idea of getting non-veterans involved. Okay. And, and, and we do, you know, um, that's who predominantly fills out our ranks in the volunteer category for sure is, uh, you know, our, 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 uh, civilians, non, non non-military folks who've embraced this and why have they embraced it? Mostly, I think, because many of them did not serve, um, maybe wanted to serve or had somebody in their family that served, uh, or, you know, couldn't serve. Um, but just respect uh, or didn't want to serve, that's fine. You know, I mean, I don't care what your reason is uh, for not having served. It's such a small percent of our society. Anyway, it's like 7% of people in our society ever wear, ever wore our country's uniform, whether it was, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine, Coast Guard, uh, Space Force, <laughs> fill in the blank, you know. I mean, so anyway, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's it's super important um, that, uh, you know, folks who, who are interested in supp- supporting what we're doing, uh, reach out to us, take that first step. And then from there, it's, it's, it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's easy. You know, we make it, we make it super easy. So, but what I wanted to say about what's really important about that, I think, you know, is this idea of being embraced by a community that you don't know, right? Think about that. You went off, you fought a war, fought in a war. Sometimes you know, these guys are on seven, eight, nine. I even had a guy last year, 14 deployments, 14 combat deployments. That just blows me away. You know, we were at that, you know, it was our country's longest war. You know, it even surpassed the length, uh, you know, of, of Vietnam, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan. Unbelievable, right? 14 deployments. It just blows me away. But anyway, you know, you come back to this country, right? And, uh, yeah, you go on one combat deployment and you come back home and everything's changed. It's just everything is different, you know, and I'll probably do a segment, a podcast in the future about that. But, you know, you, you can't you can't be the same person after you go out and do something, you know, do the things that have to be done in combat, you know. And so when you come back here and people you don't know, this is the thing. Okay, people you don't know are opening up their homes and their hearts, their land, their resource, and saying in their way, the American sportsman, in their way, thank you. Thank you for what you did. All right, I'm going to cook you this great meal. Uh, I'm going to give you access to my prime property. You know, I'm going to do everything I can to make this a memorable event. Okay, and I think that's super important, right? Positive memories. Right. That's how that's how you supplant, you know, uh, and suppress bad memories. You know, they can be replaced with good memories. And I think actually I know that, you know, when people who you don't know in communities you've never been to are saying thank you in that kind of way inside, it does something to you. It makes you feel like, wow, what I did, okay, was valued. And that's all they want. You know, nobody wants to go do that job. You know, it might look glorious on TV with all, 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 you know, all the glorification that you see in, you know, of, in war movies, but it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, it, it's not that way, you know, it's, it's oftentimes horrific, and, and, and that, that right there, you know, those memories are going to be with these guys forever, all right? They just don't go away. You can't push a race, all right? And so to come back here. 
and able to juxtapose that with what happened, you know, in, in when the guys came back, you know, uh, from Vietnam, you know, fast forward the tape 40 years and, and things have changed. Thank God. You know, thank God that the that they're, you know, the vast majority of our society, um, you know, has welcomed these great Americans home. There's all kinds of programs and things for them. And it's great. You know, it's really, really great. So anyway, I, I think psychologically there's something very, very powerful and positive about that welcoming, coming to a place, coming to a community, meeting people you don't know and who are, you know, just opening up their hearts and their homes and their resource to say, thank you. Welcome home. What you did was valued. Okay. And that continues to this day and you can't do enough of it. So if you're interested in getting involved, you know, by all means, you know, do that, reach out to us. So, so the other thing I wanted to say, which is kind of interesting here, and I have to quote, I have to credit uh, one of our hosts, Shelly Cohen for this, but she talked about um, the table. Okay. I was in the kitchen table as a metaphor, you know, um, you're not going to be judged. Okay. And that's the thing about this space. It's safe. You know, you say, well, what are you doing? Well, you're, you're just, you're out there hunting and fishing. Yeah, not so. Yes. But, but that's, you know, it's sort of incidental. All right. I mean, it's, it's, it's the attractor, you know, yes, we're hunting and yes, we're fishing. And yes, these guys are going home with game, you know, meat, protein for their family and for the most part if they were successful you know and that's a very important piece to this no no doubt about it but the vast majority of the time on these missions is not spent in a tree okay it's spent in you know in getting to know people and sharing stories and and letting your guard down and and you know and maybe venting or or, or maybe exercising the demons you know in in a way that makes you somehow uh more whole Okay, that's what's happening on these events, mostly because they feel safe. And our guides have seen it, been there and done that. They're all combat wounded. Our guides are 100% combat wounded Purple Heart recipients that we took from our ranks. The best of the best. And like I said, they're trained. Okay. And so, um, you know, they're there to facilitate. They're there to um, run interference if it ever needed to be run. They're there to, you know, help a hero who's got a crossbow that he's not familiar with or she's not familiar with because the host said, ah, don't worry about it. I got crossbows. Well, okay, that, that briefs well. Okay. But, but how do you really how do you really handle this thing? Like, how, how do you how do you render it, you know, effective and, and safe? You know, how do you properly discharge it? You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I mean, we're dealing with firearms for the most part, most of the time. And so that's what these guides do. They're 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 masters of none but jacks uh, of all kinds of trade if you will. And so anyway, um, you know, I wanted to talk about the table as the metaphor for a second, because I think, and God, God bless you, Shelley, for bringing it up because, you know, the table is really important. You know, it really, really is that those meals in the evening, you know, when we're all sitting around a table and breaking bread together and, and, um, you know, you become like a family and that's, you know, it's a missing part in, in most cases of, of, of something that it's a missing piece that, that helps me make them, you know, whole, it helps make them comfortable. And, and it's just really, I think, a super metaphor. So anyway, there's lots of that kind of thing. And then 
of course, um, you know, there's after the after the mission, we, we disband. We, we say goodbye, you know, to each other. They're, the heroes are taken back to the airport. Um, and um, we, we don't ask them to do much. We the, honestly, other than have a great time, enjoy themselves. You know, we're paying for everything. You know, if you bring in game home and you want to fly it, um, you know, we're paying the, the fees for, for, for that, for the transportation. But, you know, if there's, you know, processing fees, we're paying for that. You know, I mean, there's just, um, you know, a whole host of things that you might imagine that, you know, to pull this thing off logistically and, and to do so, you know, uh, properly to a to a high standard uh, often takes resource, you know, planning and resources. So um, we're doing that, you know, and, and it's all good. But we ask them and say, OK, look, at, you know, I started this you know, 17 years ago and I, I had a journal I was actually journaling myself. And uh, I had this leather-bound journal, journal, and I was sort of, you know, I was up there at Camp Hackett, Wisconsin. I was writing about what I was doing, and I, 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 I eventually, I was like, you know, why don't I let the heroes, you know, write in this book? And so that's what I started doing. I said, I'd, I'd bring them all together on day one, and I'd say, look, and I'm not going to ask you to, you know, I'm not really ask you to do anything besides enjoy yourself. Okay, that's why we're here. Feel safe. Enjoy yourself. Um, this is your weekend. If you want to stay in, you know, if you don't want to get up at, at, at four o'clock in the morning and go duck hunting with us and you want to stay in bed and hang out here in camp with me, you can do that. All right. Uh, I'm all good with it. But the only thing I'm going to ask you to do besides, you know, get to know your buddy and, and have some fun is write in this journal. And all I'm going to ask you to do before you leave is scribble some things down on one of these pages and tell me about your experience, okay? And and everyone says yes, and they all do it, and they pass around the journals. So I, I filled up three journals eventually, and then, you know, with the guides, we ended up getting them all journals. The hosts have journals, so there's tons and tons of, uh, you know, first-person testimonies. You want to know whether or not our stuff is working? You want to know whether or not, you know, we're doing good? Um, read the testimonials. They'll blow you away. You know, some of them I can't read. I get all, I, you know, I start blowing snot bubbles, you know. I mean, you get hair stands up in my arms, and I'm just like, whoa. You know, I mean, that's that, 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 that hits home. But go to the website. Check out the testimonials. I think there's over a thousand of them there. All right, first-person testimonials, um, and so they do that. Uh, and then we ask them to do a survey. You know, the survey is only something we've done in the last year, year and a half. It's coming to a conclusion. We're working with Cornell University and Dr. Keith Tedball, who I hope to have on the show here sometime soon. But uh, you know, Keith's done an amazing job, and and so is Cornell University. Uh, amazing job supporting the foundation to try to understand what it is. Why is it that what we're doing is working? You know, what is it about what we're doing that's working? It's a scientific study, you know, with a short survey that the heroes take before they disband. And that data, I got to tell you, I've already looked at it, you know, sample set of it. You know, we've been at it for a year collecting data. And so we've just got a, a ton of it. And it's all extremely positive. OK, we, we thought we needed some primary data. Actually, we knew we did because a lot of these people that are, you know, granting money, uh, large philanthropic organizations always ask how do you know that what you're doing is actually working do you have quantifiable data you know um, and so you know we, we we instead of you know doing research we just thought we'd create our own data but had to do so with Cornell University for legitimacy purposes and of course surveys have got to be devised a certain way to be accurate and, and, and accepted scientifically so we did all that thank you Keith and so that's the only the other thing we ask him to do and and so um, you know that that that's all out there now 
what do we do uh, after? So the wind, you know, there, here's the wind up the pitch and then the follow through. Okay. So um, the follow through here, um, as I wind this podcast down is, um, you know, we, 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 the foundation, the inside team, um, do what we call AARs and hot washes and AARs and after action review. And a hot wash is sort of a chat, okay, that facilitates the formal AAR. And so um, Karina and, and the host and the guide all get on the phone and they chat about what happened. Good, you know, what was you know, three things that were good, three things that needed to be improved, you know, um, sort of thing. You know, that format. But but in, 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 in language that most business people might get or understand, it would be, you know, to, to cap, why do we do that? All right. And that's the right question. Why do we do that? Well, I'll tell you. We do that to uh, capture the best business practices, you know, and, and we go, ah, you know, I didn't think about that. Or, oh, okay, that's a good idea. Let's do that next year. Um, and, and, oh, by the way, I, I think like 99, it's, it's, it's high. I don't have a statistic, uh, but I, I know it's, it's, it's like as high as like 95% or higher of the hosts that, that do an event. Do, do another event and do, you know, they, they, they repeat customers. The hosts are. And these are volunteers, you know, um, people that have reached out to us, as I said earlier. But there's a there's an amazing success rate, repeat, you know, the repeatable, successful, repeatable process. That's what you're after in business. And I don't care if you're making widgets or you're providing services for combat wounded. You know, that's your success formula. You got to find the formula. You got to dial in on it. Uh, you got to make modifications as you need to. But once you get the formula for Coke, keep it. You know, and and just drill on it, and that's that's what we do or or attempt to do, and the AAR hot wash is part of that to capture best business practices. Okay, and then we you know we rinse and repeat, and that and that's what we do. And so anyway, um, I, I wanted to just uh, you know touch on here, you know, what is it that we're doing? <laughs> How's it work? You know, I got that question a lot. So um, you know, I, I really I really hope this podcast. Uh, was informative. I hope you enjoyed it. I certainly appreciate you uh, listening to me uh, run my gums, flap my cake hole. <laughs> uh, and your support's super important to us, and we thank you for all that you do, and I certainly appreciate your time. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. To learn more about the mission of the Wounded Warriors in Action Foundation and how you can get involved, please visit our website at www.iaf.org or follow our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you for listening to the WWIA podcast and for helping us honor, connect, and heal our combat-wounded Purple Heart heroes through the power of the great outdoors. If you like what you're listening to here and would like to join our team in our mission to bring healing power and recovery to America's Purple Heart heroes, please become part of our Sponsor a Hero team by clicking on the link in the podcast notes or by going to wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. That's wwiaf.org forward slash sponsor. Our heroes need you now more than ever. Thank you.